This is the Money Seed Podcast, where we discuss all things investing, plain and simple, the way it should be. Please remember, this show is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be investment advice. Welcome back to the Money Seed Podcast. My guest today is Chris Prefontaine. Chris is a best-selling author, a real estate investor, a real estate coach, and Chris has helped thousands of people escape their W-2 and take control of their financial lives. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Gabe. I'm glad to be here. We can uh, have a good conversation, hopefully impart some nuggets while we do that, right? Yeah, sounds great. So Chris, you have done everything in real estate. You've been a real estate agent, a real estate investor. You've been a construction builder. You've, you've Now you're into coaching. How did you start on your real estate journey? Yeah, I grew up in a uh, family company, Gabe, that was not real estate. But I was he. My dad would build buildings. He was in a welding business, and he would build buildings and lease them back uh, to his company. And I, as a young kid, I didn't get that. And when I finally got it, I started getting interested in real estate. And then he hung out with people that kind of did real estate on the side. And I was just exposed to it early. And um, back before politics even were on the horizon, I read Trump's original book. I was eighties, not in the eighties. And I, so from that point on, I was always interested in real estate. Even though I went to college for business, I I, I was interested in real estate. So that was. Um, Let's see, officially 91 is when I started uh, in the building business. And then I haven't quite hit everything, but I mean, I hit the niches you, you mentioned. And then that led me to the, to the crash of 08. And after 08, from 08 till now, we've done nothing but, well, it took me four years to get out of my own way after 08. So by 12, when I finally picked my head back up and got my head out of the sand, I said, okay, there's got to be a better way than what I just went through because it was awful. And that, so we established sort of the protocol that would operate, and that is how we operate today. When I say we, I should define it. it's a family company. My son-in-law, my son, great staff now, and we still do what we've done since twelve, which is buy real estate uh, creatively without banks and without a lot of money down, if any. But we also teach that now to your point all around North America, and that is that has grown a lot. That has uh, hit Inc. Five Thousand the last three years in a row for the fastest growing companies. And that just started organically because people needed help, you know. So that was 32 years in about two, three minutes. Amazing. So I think that is what your book is about, right? Your book is titled Real Estate on Your Terms. What does it mean when someone says you're buying on terms? Yeah, to us, it's I, I didn't think about it when I did it back in 17. And then we revised it during COVID. But it, what, it, what it is is creative real estate. Because on your terms would be, you know, I came out of that uh, crash with no money. My credit was in the toilet. I literally didn't have a choice. So I had to like define how I could buy. And it was, I can't use banks. I can't use my credit. I, you know, so that's how it was defined. So creative real estate wasn't, wasn't invented then. It's been around since 1600s. But I knew that was my only pathway in. So all we've done now, Gabe, is kind of wrapped a system. We've trademarked some things and wrapped some support around the niche that's been around forever. That's all we did. So maybe give us a quick example. I think you talk about three different types of deals, you know, whether it's a, a sandwich lease or a sub two deal or owner financing. Maybe let's go through each one of those and, and like, what does it mean when you have a non-standard deal? Most people just think, hey, I'm going to go to the bank, get a mortgage or get a loan. And then, but there's other ways to do it. Yeah. And I did too, just for the listener to know. I mean, up my first 18 years, I either bought and sold conventionally, bought and sold as a builder or a realtor or raised money privately which I think I, is still risky and then get a bank loan on top of it. So 
Lease purchase is nothing more than controlling a property without taking title, without putting more than, we have $10 built into our agreements, 10 bucks, and you can control an awful lot of real estate with it. And then uh, that allows you to uh, go ahead and we exit with putting tenant buyers in. They need time to buy. They're real buyers. They just need time. But a lease purchase will let you control that property for 10 bucks. Um, they can't sell it. You cloud title and you secure yourself as sort of an equitable interest, if you will. The other two methods I like way better, but I said that one first because it is great for a new person to say, oh, for 10 bucks, I can control this. I won't actually own it. Um, owner financing is phenomenal because uh, owner financing, we look for a niche within that, which is free and clear. About a third of the properties in the United States, I don't know in Canada what the number is. Um, I should know that, but let's just say it's a third everywhere are free and clear. Well, that's a big pond to fish in because those people are okay waiting for their money. They don't need money now. Presumably, they would have already taken it out, right? So they're free and clear for a reason. We structure monthly principal-only payments, Gabe, with them. No interest. And that's like 99% of the deals with very few exceptions where we pay interest. And then the third way is subject to existing financing. So if, if anyone's new to that, it's interesting because, you know, it's a money show. You're talking where rates are now hitting eight, I just heard last week with some people. Not, someone got 9% because they have rotten credit. I went, oh, my gosh. So we are now buying properties in the like two and a quarter to four and a half percent interest rates because we're buying properties from people that want to unload them. They might have some financial pressure and they're from the old rates. So we're taking these properties subject to existing financing, meaning we do not assume a loan. We do not sign personally. We do not apply. We just buy the property. The loan stays in their name. That is super cool. If you're talking just general money show here where people can, for their own family, forget for a business, go out and buy a property at 3% interest rate. Nobody else can right now. So if you learn just that and you do that for the next two years, you've created a gold mine uh, uh, potentially. When you say it, it sounds a little bit complicated, but I'm sure that with your students, you kind of break it down a little bit. Tell us more about the coaching program. If somebody wants to learn more about these techniques, how they work, how to structure them, how to execute them, yeah. what does the coaching program look like? Well, I'm big on free, just just for disclosure, because I, I just, there's so much marketing out there, right, for real estate and so much more now in our niche because of what's going on in the banks and our interest rates. So first and foremost, make sure, before I talk about our coaching program, that you pick a niche that you love. I'm not so naive to think that we, we know we're the only one, but I am biased to it. After 32 years, I'm biased to creative real estate. But uh, free meaning uh, you can go on YouTube and watch deal after deal after deal that we've done. I think it's up to like 300. It's over 250. And we just post them, good, bad, or otherwise. We post the deals for you to see. We whiteboard them. We show you how we create our trademark three paydays in there. And then free, I also have a book. Before we get off, make sure I give you the link for your listeners for you guys to get. And it's not, you don't pay for shipping or anything. It's not one of those free offers where you got to pay for shipping. So after you go through all that, then if you go, okay, Chris, I like what I saw. Then the coaching uh, in the program we have is basically an online academy where everyone goes to the online academy. Then they decide if, and it's always updated, Gabe. It's not like outdated since COVID. We constantly update. It's a living, breathing thing. It's not a course that just kind of sits stagnant. After you go through that course, you can decide, hey, I'm going to do deals on my own. I'm going to take it my own pace. Or I can get more aggressive by locking arms with the with us at Smart Real Estate Coach. And we have uh, three programs, actually four now, where we actually revenue share on the deals. So we're in the deal with the student. That is, in my opinion, the best way to learn sort of interactively because there's no one deal that's the same. As soon as it's that boring, I probably won't be in the business. It's like it's never the same type of deal, right? So I like helping them with that so they learn on the fly. There's no better way when you feed her in the fire. How many deals are you doing in a typical month? 
Um, not our family business, but just the students were ran- like my wife asked me this morning, actually, I was coming in and she said, Hey, with the interest rates, what's going on with the students? They said, we're actually hitting a frenzy right now where sellers are a bit panicky, right? Cause the media screaming, probably incorrectly, but they're screaming. And then the sellers go, Oh my gosh, how am I going to sell with all these rates going up? So they call us. We're doing probably anywhere from a low of four or five to a high of 18 or 20 deals in any given month inside the wicked smart community. That means the students. And what was cool in the last 90 days is like a lot of new students were popping their first deal. That's always nice to see because then you do a deal that has our three payday payout, you know, money-wise, you're not leaving. You're just not. So we try to get them to that first deal as quickly as possible. Amazing. Right now, in your opinion, what does the real estate market look like over the next 12 months or 24 months? Like you mentioned, the media is screaming, you know, recession yeah. and the media always likes to kind of paint a negative picture. That's, that's the business they're in. But uh, what is yeah. your personal outlook? Well, by the way, the reason they do is in any news media is th- their ratings, the, the numbers like 66% higher when they have negative news than, than regular positive. <laughs> it, it is neutral or positive. No good. Negative 66% jump in rating. So there you go. Um, I look, the billionaires don't even know, Gabe, right? Nobody knows, but I, I'll just give you my opinion. Um, in creative real estate, there's one constant for us in real estate in general. It's going to constantly change. So it's crazy to me that people talk about the bottom, the top, the crash, the this, the that, the rates. When you know how to pivot inside of any real estate market, up, down, or sideways, and that that's creative real estate, you don't care. I literally don't care. Like my wife will ask me every four or five months, how's this going to affect you? How's this? I don't care. In fact, the more chaos, the better we are because we can be a guide and help people. Then. So I don't know what it's going to do. You got an election coming. You got rates that just went over the 50-year. 50-year average is like 7.7. So for the most, I think for the most part, they've gone over that or they're hovering around there. Well, that's kind of a, um, I won't say a plateau, but that's worth speaking about because we have an affordability problem that started about a year ago for the third time in 50 years. And if we already had it before it hit the 50 year average, I knew there was going to be an issue. So you're kicking, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of buyers to the sidewalk because they can't afford to buy a house. And they thought they could two years ago or a year ago, right? Sadly, they can through us. So I don't know where it's going to go. I just know we're poised to handle it because of the creative real estate techniques that we live by. I mean, even me personally, like even for my own properties, you know. Do you ever think that there is a bad time to get into real estate? I don't. I don't. Not once you learn the skill set. Do I think it's a bad time? It's a bad time for anyone if you come in blind and you think you got marketed to and someone promised you, you know, they got the rental, the rented car, Lamborghini or the rented plane on online. They tell you you can have this tomorrow. That's a bad time to get into real estate. But if you can get into real estate, I'll actually give you three quick steps. If you can pick a niche in real estate, and this could be in anywhere in the money world, it could be a restaurant business, doesn't matter. If you use these three steps, you'll have success. One, pick a niche or an industry, if it's not real estate, that you can get behind. Two, pick someone that personally you can model, meaning they didn't screw up their life to become successful. You know, they have it all that you want and they and they are where you want to be. Pick that person or community. And then third, um, stick with it. For three to seven years. The biggest challenge I see with anything, um, you and I were talking off here about just money, like sophistication or, or education in general, real estate in general. Stick with it for three to seven years. You become the best. Most people don't give it enough time. They, It's like I read in a book recently, it's like drilling wells, right? They just drill, look for another one, drill, look for it. They never hit water. They never get any water. So it's the same with real estate. They look for the next shiny object. They never do a deal. It's crazy. So long answer. I hope that gave you some context. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think you're you're spot on the money, right? You need time to develop expertise in any subject area that, that you're involved in, right? Getting back to real estate in 2008, 
I know that you survived the 2008 crash and, and maybe you even pivoted a little bit with your strategies. What did you learn during the 2008 crash? I survives an overstatement. Um, I, I got beat up. Yeah, I got beat up pretty badly financially. So then that led to mentally. And then that led to, I was just on my way to the office talking to one of my hiring students. He was telling me he had some doubt. And I said, Sean, I have doubt every week, but I had a lot of it for four years coming out of the crash. And then, and so it was this conversation that you just asked me about. I, I learned a lot. One, uh, don't sign personally on bank loans unless one exception, unless it's for your personal residence and you just can't find a home creatively in a particular area or a school district that you need to be in for your family this is the exception. But if you do, you keep the loan to value super, super crazy low. Like I did one loan in 17 and I hope I'll never do another one again, but I did rent like 17% loan to value because I bought a house that I wanted to tear down and then build a new one with cash. So it was smart. But for the most part, I learned during the crash, don't do that because when the market goes down two thirds, no offense with the bankers or anything, they're doing their job. They came looking. I had 22 or 23 properties I was on personally. Most of them sunk in value. One project sunk by two thirds, two thirds, the condominium project sunk by two thirds. So don't do that. Um, at the same time, don't put gobs of your own cash down on deals. That's the other thing we came out of the crash with. We said, okay, no more bank loans, no more putting gobs of cash down. I don't care if it's investor money or your money. Just don't do it. Now, people say to me, yeah, but I have good credit. I can go get four or five loans. Don't because at some point when the market changes, you're going to be bumming. I'll tell you right now, it's such a comfortable feeling, Gabe, to in the crash, I had those 23 properties I was on personally. Those are sleepless nights. Now we got in COVID, we had, we had 72 properties at peak and COVID hit just our family business, not the students. And I, I didn't worry one night. Why? Cause it wasn't on one loan personally, not one. So you're in the position of leverage. You call the seller, the different conversation. Then you can call the bank when you're on personally, you have no leverage whatsoever. So again, long answer, but that was some very important lessons I learned going through that. Chris, I've been doing this show for a while. I've had a lot of guests on, and I never intended this to be a real estate show, but I have so many guests who came on who have found personal success, financial success in real estate. In your yeah. opinion, what do you think it is about real estate versus other types of investments and ventures? Well, okay, I'm not, I don't want to step on any toes here with people that do stocks and other things. I, it's not my intent. Like I have really good friends that do well with it. In my opinion, uh, real estate, you can't go to zero, right? So like, I shouldn't say my opinion, it's a fact. If I have a stock, it can and does sometimes go to zero. That's just, so for me, why would I even wrestle with that? Um, that's one thing. Second thing is if you look historically, um, as far back as you can go, uh, I read that book that was talking about creative financing in the 1600s, it was the Vanderbilts and they were talking about buying real estate in New York City before banking. So. If you go back as far as you can, you're going to see that so, so much of the wealth that was created in the country, not, you know, historically was with real estate and to this day. Chris, tell us where can people learn more about, I mean, I see the shirt you're wearing, Wicked Smart, right? But about your coaching, your books, your website, your, yeah. I think you have a podcast as well and a YouTube channel. Tell us where can people find all those links? Yeah, so if they go on YouTube and just type in "smart real estate coach," uh, they'll they'll find those videos. We do a um, motivational Monday, which is nothing to do with real estate. It's mindset because that's believe it or not, ninety eight percent of the challenge with students. It's all in the brain. Second is we have a Q and A Thursday, and third is we have a deal structure Sunday. That's where I said there's like I don't know, there's three or four hundred deals in there. So that's one place. Second is uh, we do have a link for your tribe. They can get the book for free, and again, it's not an offer where where they say. Uh, free book, and then you got to put in six bucks or whatever for shipping. We ship it from this office 
totally free. Go to Wicked Smart Books, wickedsmartbooks.com forward slash money, and then the number one, numeric number one, money one for your show. Uh, and we'll ship it out. Just give us seven to 10 days. You'll get a, a goodie bag with two of the four books that are bestsellers. And um, that'll, again, get you a free look at it. And then if you decide you want to go further, you'll have enough messaging in the book and and, and email-wise to um, expose you to what we do for more free stuff. Yeah, thanks very much, Chris. I'll put those links into the show notes. You said something just a few minutes ago that really caught my attention there. You said 98% of the challenge is is mental, right? Well, yeah. What does that mean? Well, here's the, here, I'll give you some st- like I, I like I like exact stories instead of theory, right? So if you look at our community, we obsess over one statistic, and that is time to first deal, because we don't care about we don't sit in corporate and say how many units did we sell. How many, we don't we say how many deals did we do, and what is their time to first deal? Because we know, as I said earlier, if the time to first deal is short, why would you leave, right? The average paydays. Let me just insert this in our in per deal in our community runs from a low of 45,000 to a high of 250 per deal. So if I can get you doing deals, you're not leaving. So why do I say that mental piece? Um, a couple things. One is we have the course I told you, the Academy Online. Everyone takes it. If everyone takes it, why do some people do a deal in 32 days? And I'm talking about just most have no experience coming in. Why do some people have a, do a deal in 32 days? They get the first under contract house, let's say. And one took, recently we had an event and a kid stood up. He's from Boston. He said, 15 months it took him. Why? What? What's? It's all mental, the mental game. Because just like me going through the crash in of 08, it took me till it took me from February of 08 to February of 12 for some reason to get out of my own head. I thought I was the failure. I thought I was the problem with the market, you know, on and on. So everybody brings baggage. We had a gentleman in Colorado. His wife passed away, sadly. Well, when those things happen, it, it's, it's mental now. Now it's a mental game. The skill set's easy, believe it or not. You can go on YouTube and look at our deals and go, I got it. It's when all the other entrepreneurial stuff comes in and you go, oh, I don't know, all this happens. It's hard. I have cash flow issues. I, you know, that's called business. So, and that's a mental game. That's why I said that. And I had um, Brian Tracy. Now, Brian's like in his probably late 80s now. During COVID, he was like 82 or 83 on my show. And he said, uh, I said, what do you think? We have this genius model. We do mindset, skill set, and systems. How much is mindset? He said, all of it. He said, I don't care what business you're in. It's all of it. And so he just challenged a few of the things that I used to say. But it, it's interesting that people have gone through that many businesses. He said, Chris, I've been broke three times. I've been a, a multi-millionaire several times. It's all of it. I was blown away. It's so true. If you look at people's path, you know. And, you know, that reminds me, uh, Brian Tracy did write a book. The title of the book escapes me at the moment, but he's also a famous author. And I'll put his book into the show notes as well. Oh, he's um, got a bunch of books. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really cool that he was on your show. Um Let's end this on a very positive note. Tell us about some of the success stories from your students. Like one or two uh, that really okay. stand out. <laughs> I'll talk about, I just talked to Rick on the way in too. See, when I'm driving, my office commute is like nine minutes, but I'll always call a student and just kind of help him out. <laughs> Rick's uh, not far from me. He's in New Hampshire, coincidentally, because we're all over the country. Rick was 30 years with the government, 30. And he tried wholesaling. It's another niche in real estate. And he tried some other things and he kept his job. He just couldn't break. So he came in, he uh, started working with one of our coaches, then he started working with me personally. Uh, when we started working together, within about six months, it was last summer, he popped his first five deals. Each deal gave the three paydays we created, the trademark three paydays, are over six figures, over 100 grand each deal. He left his job in May of 23, done after 30 years. That's a cool story. And, and, and those were, he did a combination of lease purchase. Um, sub two owner financing that had one that he coined a hybrid, which was 
a subject to home with some owner financing on top of it, you know, because the owner had some equity. That the stories like that in the community, most of the coaches have some really cool stories. They all had jobs, they all had no experience, they all went to the whole program, they all had to work with me, then become a coach. And they all have great stories. Amazing. Chris, thank you very much for joining us today. I'll put all the links into the show notes. Chris Prefontaine from the Wicked Smart Real Estate Coach. Thank you very much for your time today. You bet. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Money Seed Podcast. Please remember to click like and subscribe. It really helps spread the message to other investors and it helps attract new viewers to the show. We appreciate your support. Thanks very much.